everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you want to know more about us or connect with us as a church, then please go to our church website and we'd love to get to know you some more. But here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages you and inspires you. Well, as most uh, parents with young boys will probably uh, appreciate, our house is often full of Lego. Our boys love playing with Lego and will spend hours creating and crafting models out of a collection of bricks that end up scattered everywhere all over the floor when they're playing. Whenever they do create Lego, whether that's just playing on their own or they've got a kit that they're working on, there are piles of Lego rubble all dotted around all over the place. But with a bit of focus and sometimes a little bit of hard work as well, uh, these pieces of Lego are transformed from a pile of rubble into a source of joy and entertainment that the boys can always treasure. Today we heard how Nehemiah Uh, in this passage was facing his own unique real-life Lego building conundrum. For the first time he'd returned back to his ancestral home, back to the city of Jerusalem. And as he surveyed the scene he was surrounded by rubble. He saw the full extent of the challenge that God's people were facing and that he was facing as he sought to respond to God's call to rebuild the city of Jerusalem. However, as we look as he as he looked and he saw the rubble, the challenge and the challenge that lay before him, Nehemiah didn't let that current state define what he saw. Instead he saw the potential for the transformation that God had laid on his heart. And so this morning we're going to, as we look at this passage together, we're going to take a few moments to think about how we too can pursue the transformation of God. We believe in a God who loves to transform, who is transforming the world by the power of his spirit. And so we're going to think about how we might see the rubble around us transformed by the power of God working in and through us. And the first way that we can pursue God's transformation and see his plans for the rubble that surround us uh, is by, first of all, recognising our troubles and the trouble that we are facing. Nehemiah arrived back in Jerusalem and having taken a few days to rest and to recharge, he sets out at night uh, with a few men to go and survey the city and the extent of the job that lies before him. Now setting out at, at night is not something that you would usually do. It's not really the best time to go and carry out a survey of anything, especially in the time before electricity and floodlights. Seeing things in the pitch black is always difficult. But this just illustrates how tough and how difficult the situation was that Nehemiah was facing. As we heard last week, there were many people who didn't want Jerusalem to be rebuilt. And if Nehemiah was going to go out during the day to survey the city, people were going to be keeping a close eye on what it was that he was seeing and how they might be able to prevent and frustrate his rebuilding project. 
as Nehemiah recognised the need for, oh, but regardless of the surrounding conditions that he faced, Nehemiah knew that it was important for him to be aware of what needed to be done. He knew that, it would, if, that if he was to see God's transformation of the city, he needed to be aware of what was going on with the city. He needed to see the terrain. He needed to see how the land lies as it currently was. What trouble would he come across? Even with all the challenges though, even though the circumstances were far from ideal, Nehemiah set out on a fact-finding mission. And slowly he works his way around the city. In places he had to turn back because he couldn't get through and he was confronted with obstacles that he could not overcome. And he surveyed the task that God had set before him. We will all face challenges in life, but to build out of the rubble uh, of those challenges, we need to respond to them well. And the first way that we need to respond is by recognising the problem. Recognising the problem allows us to be able to plan for how we might overcome it. And as Richard shared with us last week, often the planning, it takes much longer than the actual fulfilment of what we are trying to do. As we move out of this pandemic, may we learn to follow Nehemiah's example and observe the challenges that we face, that we might be able to plan, that we might be able to see what they are, identify them, that we might ultimately overcome them. The challenges of 2021 are not necessarily as tangible as Nehemiah's were. The physical walls of our houses and our cities have hopefully not fallen down over the last year. We won't hopefully be surrounded by people who are trying to undermine us and frustrate us just like Nehemiah was. But we are all living in a changing world. The world today is different to the world as it was a year ago and it's certainly different to how it was 20 years ago. We need to be aware of the terrain around us. We need to see the differences and the challenges that we face as we live for Jesus in this moment. For it's only as we acknowledge the challenges that we face that we can see the transformation that God wants to bring about. As we emerge from the rubble of this pandemic, whenever that may be, may we be wise like Nehemiah to survey the terrain around us. Let's open our eyes and open our hearts so that we might recognise the troubles and the challenges that we see. And as we do so, let's open those same hearts and those same minds to hear how God is calling us to transform, to challenge, to to bring his transformation into the midst of those troubles and those challenges and the rubble that surrounds us. As we recognise the trouble that we are facing though, let's not just look at the practical issues, but also look at the spiritual uh, principles behind, that lay behind these issues. For Nehemiah, the issue of rebuilding Jer Jerusalem's walls was about more than just a city being in tatters. 
Instead, there was a much deeper and more significant principle that Nehemiah wanted to confront and stand for. As he saw the city of Jerusalem in ruins, he didn't just see the rubble of the walls, but he saw the reputation of God's people. And therefore, he also saw the reputation of his God as well. To put it in Nehemiah's language, in verse 17, he saw the disgrace of God's people. Nehemiah recognised the trouble that God's people were facing. And as he did so, he saw that this was ultimately not just affecting those individuals, but this was affecting the reputation of his God. And this was something that he could not tolerate. And so in verse 17, he shares his vision with the people left in the city. First, he encourages them to see the trouble that they are in. But then he invites them to take action and to help to rebuild the wall so that their reputation and more importantly, the reputation of their God may be restored. And this makes me ask the question, how aware are we of the reputation, not of ourselves, not of me, Matt Rowe or of Arby Road Baptist Church, but how aware are we of the reputation of our God? What do people think of us when they see us as people who are following Jesus's example? What do people think when they encounter us as God's church called to worship and serve him in this place? Do they see the wonder and the reputation of Jesus in us? Do they see the life and the hope and the love and the joy that God has given to us? Or do they see something different? The Bible is full of the wonder and the character and the reputation of our God. The Psalms tell us just how intoxicating it is to see and encounter God, to know him personally, to serve him, to worship him. Look at how people responded to Jesus as they encountered him in the Gospels. And yet is Jesus seen in the same way in our world, in our community, in our church today? When Jesus turns up, his reputation is revealed and people come from all around to see and encounter him for who he is. And as Jesus' representatives in our community today, are we aware of how people perceive our God and perceive his church? And are we aware that this perception matters? Will we take a stand that our God's reputation may be lifted up? May we confront the troubles that we might see him glorified? As we look to build out of the rubble of 2020, let's not just be seduced by the practicalities of how are we going to gather again and how are we going to adjust to the technological revolution that we're, that we're living through, although these are important things to consider. But let's remember not just what we're going to do, but why it is so, why we are so keen to rebuild out of the, uh, out of the rubble. 
We build not just for our own security. We build not for our reputation and for our prosperity and for our sense of achievement, but rather we build because we want to honour and proclaim the reputation of our God as we join together and live out our lives as his people. To pursue God's transformation, we need to recognise the problem. We need to see what needs to be done, but we also need to see why it needs to be done. It's only then as our eyes are open to the problems that we face that we can start to take action. And the best way to take action in the midst of all the trouble we see is to first of all look and see what is possible. And in order to see what is possible, we first of all need to fix our eyes on God. Nehemiah and the people of Jerusalem were facing an impossible task. As they set out to try and rebuild the walls, even their enemies stood on the sidelines and mocked and rebuked them for trying to rebuild their city once again. But Nehemiah not only saw what was needed to be done, not, but he also saw what, not, not only did he see what could be done, but he also saw what God had already done. And he shared that story with God's people. For Nehemiah, it was no coincidence that he was back in Jerusalem. In verse 18, he shares his story with the people of the city. And as he does so, he's clearly aware of the gracious hand of God that has given him the favour with the king that has brought him to this point. And if God had brought him this far, then Nehemiah knew that he could trust God for the future as well. We should never be so fixated on what is ahead of us that we forget to see what God is doing or has already done for us. As we look to the future, as we look and see the rubble around us and as we long for it to be transformed, let's share our stories of what God has already done. Let's write these things, ne never write these things off as a coincidence. There's the famous quote from William Temple that says, when I pray, coincidences happen, and when I don't, they don't. Let's share our stories of coincidences, of the way we've seen God at work in our lives, that we might be inspired to see what might be possible with him in the future. And as we remember what God has already done, let's always remember Jesus the ultimate expression of what God has already done and the one by whom he is continuing to transform our world and continuing to transform our lives. Nehemiah offered God's people a pathway out of disgrace. And this same offer is available to each and every one of us today through Jesus. No matter what is going on in our lives, no matter how much rubble we feel is surrounding us, even if it feels like our walls have all fallen in on us, Jesus has come to restore us and to give us hope for the future. If you're joining us online today and you feel like your reputation is in tatters, or if you're feeling isolated and alone, or like you're surrounded by rubble, 
Please know today that you no longer need to live in disgrace. Jesus has come that your disgrace might be transformed and instead of disgrace, you can know the blessing and the favour of God today. Jesus enabled our lives to be restored, that each and every one of us may be reunited and welcomed home by God. As we pursue the transformation of the rubble that surrounds us, we need to see and look at what is possible. But to see what is possible, we need to look beyond our own abilities, our own sense of what we think is possible. Instead, we need to fix our eyes on the God of transformation. The one who through Jesus has already transformed the world once and for all. The God who will continue to reveal his transformation to all who welcome him into their lives by the power of his spirit. And so as we fix our eyes on Jesus, as we look beyond the rubble to see what is possible, as we draw near to the God of transformation, may we make a start and begin the good work that God has called us to. Nehemiah identified the trouble that they were facing. He did the survey, he got the plans. He looked beyond the trouble to see what was possible with God by his side. And as God's people heard what God had already done, they got involved and they made a start in looking to the future of what God would continue to do through them. Nehemiah was not working with a team of master builders. The next chapter of Nehemiah chapter 3 tells us that pe the people, all about the people who helped build this walls and which part they did and very few of them were the sort of people you would choose to help with a building project. But these people with the saw the reputation of their God on their line and seeing what was possible with him by their side suddenly were no longer a bunch of unskilled, under-resourced people starting out on a project with no end in sight. Yes, they may have been under-skilled. Yes, they may have been under-resourced, but they stepped out in partnership with God, placing their trust in him and had complete faith that with God, anything was possible. Even with people mocking, and rebuking them for their foolishness in trying to rebuild the wall, God's people stepped out in faith with God. They trusted him and they trusted him by making a start. Today, we might feel like we're underskilled to live in this pandemic world. We might feel like we're under-resourced, like we're, we're, we're struggling to find the resources that we need to fulfil the call that God has on our lives. But we are never alone. We follow the God of transformation. He wants to reveal the full extent of his glory and his honour and his love throughout our world. So may we once again place our trust in him and make a start that we might see the wonder of God's transformation emerge out of the rubble that surrounds us. 
a pile of Lego bricks can be transformed into a source of great joy and blessing for any child and if I'm honest a few parents as well. But God's transformation brings with it joy and blessing that no toy could ever bring and it brings joy and blessing to each and every person in this world. His love, his joy, his hope, his blessing can bring transformation to our lives and we can all encounter his transformation today as we welcome Jesus into our lives. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the difference that he has already made to our lives. And Lord, as we look to the future, Lord, we pray that we would not get uh, complacent and fixated on what is to come, but that we would also see where you have already brought us to this point. Lord, we see your faithfulness. We see your goodness. We see the transformation you have already brought. And Lord, we pray that we will continue to see your transformation in work, at work through us and in us, we pray. Lord, we recognise the troubles that we face, the difficulties that we face. We don't shy away from them. We don't bury our head in the sand. Lord, we pray that you would continue to illuminate them for us. But Lord, may we not just see what needs to be done, but may we always remember why we are doing this. This is not for ourselves. This is, we don't live our lives for you, for any glory of our own, but we live our lives that you may be glorified, that your love may be known, and that your transformation might be seen in our lives and throughout this world. So Lord, this week, may we put our trust in you again. May we continue to make a start that we might continue to see the transformation of your amazing grace overflowing in and throughout our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.